mighty God we serve tonight. What a mighty, mighty God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. You glad to be here tonight? Man, God is good. And he's not just good some of the time. I mean to tell you, God is good all the time. That, that, that was a thing that probably started 20 years ago that I know of. Probably, probably started earlier than that. But, it, but there was this thing that just went around the church that, you know, God is good and everybody would say all the time, you know. But I'll just tell you right now, that's the absolute truth. Amen. It's the absolute truth. God is good not just some of the time. God's just good all the time because he's got it all. His way is perfect. Everything's perfect about him. And his perfection empowers us. God's perfection empowers you and I. It, It empowers us. Man. You ever, um, you ever looked up to somebody, and the closer you got to them, you realized they weren't perfect? Yeah. There's only one perfect. And the closer you get to him, the more perfect you become. That really happens. That's why we got to know him. That's why we have to know him. We've been talking about title of our message on Wednesday nights have been the voice of God and this statement that you've seen and you'll see on the screen again um, I put up each and every time and that this statement says this the voice of God reveals the mind of Christ the voice of God reveals God's way of doing and thinking. The voice of God reveals God's way of doing and thinking. It's the mind of Christ. It reveals the mind of Christ, the the doings of Christ, the thinking of Christ, His his whole attitude about life, what, what He thinks He's the head and we're the body. You have to get that picture and it's got to become real to you more and more all the time. Um, I've said this to you in a few services as of late. I've said to you that one 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 of the purposes of the church, of Jesus Christ, because the church is about His Word and His Spirit, and one of the purposes of the church is to help people to stay focused and stay engaged and, and, and stay in a place of having a passion and a love for God. Because there's a devil out there and the enemy is after getting you to stray and sway. Move away from the things of God. That's what he wants you to do. And all kinds of voices out there are telling you things all the time, and I'm, I'm here to stir you up. Some of you may think you know what this title represents and what this statement represents, but you don't know it like you need to know it. And, and, and we live in a, in a day in an information highway where there's so many voices speaking so many different things out there, and there's actually only one voice that you need to pay attention to. 
And, and, and the truth of the matter is, it is the most quiet voice that there is. It's a still small voice. That's the voice we're after. I'm not talking about if you have a personal uh, encounter with God and God speaks in an audible voice. I mean, I, I've never heard an actual audible voice. I've heard things that almost appeared to be that way that it was so loud in here that it was like that, but I've never actually, I'd be lying if I said I'd heard God speak in an audible voice, but I've heard other people tell me that they've heard God speak to them in an audible voice. That's few and far between. That's not God's normal way of operation according to His Word. Normal way of operation is you and I learning to discern and understand His voice, learning to pay attention to it, and then obey that voice learning what that really is. Hearing the voice of God and being a doer of what you hear is what will keep you single-minded and keep you on the path that God intended for you to live and operate on for the rest of your life here on planet Earth. God wants us here on Earth growing in revelation and understanding of who He is and who we are in Him. That's the hope of the world. There is no, the world has no hope if the church quits. You know why? Because God can't do anything in the earth without us. He set it up that way. He's already done everything He's going to do. He did His part, and now He needs the church to get involved and play their part that they were created to play. Many people are waiting for God to do something. God's already done everything He's going to do. Now the responsibility is on us to take what he did and implement it. We're not here to implement our ideas and our ways of thinking and it, well, you know, this sounds good to me so I'm going to do it this way. No, 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 no. It's got to be his way. But if the church quits, there's no hope in the world. The hope to the world is Christ in you revealed on the inside and you believing in it. You being a single-minded person that knows who you are and whose you are and you know who he is and your desire is to become more like him. The closer you get to him, the closer you get to perfection. I don't know about you, but I've been unperfect and I want perfect. (laughs) I want to be like him, right? I don't want to be like anybody else. I want to be like him. Amen. So the voice of God is revealing the mind of Christ. It's revealing how he does things and how he thinks. Now, there's two things about a voice. Number one, you have to be able to hear the voice, but number two, you have to be able to understand the voice. Okay? Now, I'm going to give you several illustrations right now of some things that I think will help you to relate to what I'm saying tonight through these illustrations. Now, if somebody, if somebody walked in here right now and they were speaking to me in a Chinese dialect, and they were standing right in front of me and they were speaking loud enough for me to hear, I'm hearing them. But I ain't understanding one thing. That's for sure. Right? 
Now, now, if Lee Dunning and I were standing right here and somebody was talking to us in Chinese, he'd pick up some things because he studied Chinese because in the military during wartime or not, no, it wasn't wartime. He, 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 he uh, you tell the story. At Yale, right? Yeah. At Yale University, yeah. and and he went and and to to do what? To be an, to be an interpreter. <laughs> I can't get it down there. For the Air Force intelligence. For Air Force intelligence, he was an interpreter, so he had to learn Chinese because they were trying to make sure or trying to find any kind of coded messages out there that would stop certain things in the military. That's what he did. So if if a person that spoke Chinese walked in here right now and he and I were listening to him, he might be able to pick a word up here and there, but why wouldn't he be able to understand them fluently? Because he doesn't have to practice it every day? No, because he didn't practice it after the time that he learned it. He hadn't used it for 60 years. If you don't continue, you got my point? Huh? So, two things that have to happen with a voice. You have, to, you have to be able to hear it, number one, but number two, you have to be able to understand it. Now, something else that I want you to think about, okay? I, I, was, raised, uh, I was raised for 18 years right near the border of, of Juarez down in, uh, in, El, in the El Paso area. I was in a town in, over the... Over the, over the the state line into New Mexico. I lived in a little town called Las Cruces. And, um, and you know, in, in Las Cruces and the border there, the, the population was probably 75 to 80% Hispanic. So many, many of my friends were Hispanic, and I just thought I was too, you know. And so I, I just kind of learned it. I, I learned bits and pieces of Tex-Mex, not, not real Spanish, but Tex-Mex, so I learned some of it, and so in those days, if somebody would come and talk to me, I could pick things up, and I, I knew this and that and the other, okay, and if you spoke any cuss words, I got all those, I knew all the cuss words, you know, I don't know why I learned all the cuss words first, but I just did, but I learned all those, so, so I, I could pick things up, and then over time, I could do that, well, then I, I moved from there and eventually moved down to the Rio Grande Valley. So I was at the border, lived eight years down there, and I worked in car lots and car dealerships and, and a lot of Hispanic friends and, and people down there. So I, I picked it up again. And so I started, I got a little, a little bit more fluent in my time in the Rio Grande Valley. But today, if somebody speaks to me in Spanish, I can pick up, I know that word, I know that word, I know that word, you know, but to, to, how many know, if you just know words of a language, you can misunderstand the meaning of what someone said really easy. How many understand that? Okay. Now, those of you that speak fluent Spanish, somebody comes here and talks, will you understand it? Okay. And now, this illustration, let's talk about God's language. Okay? If God is speaking to us, number one, you have to hear Him. Number two, you have to understand Him. Right? So, for a person, for me to understand Chinese 
and the Chinese language, what I have to do is I have to frame my world with that language to understand not only the Chinese language, but if I wanted to understand the Chinese culture. You're not going to understand the Chinese culture totally if you don't understand the Chinese language. And to do that, you're going to have to frame your world with understanding Chinese or whatever, whatever language you want to, whatever uh, you know, nationality that you want to understand and, 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 and know how people think in that culture because people think differently in different cultures. Not one better than the other, it's just different cultures. Well, there's a God culture and there's a God thinking. And in Hebrew, in the book of Hebrews, <clears throat> And I'm going to read this out of, the, out of the message translation. 11th chapter and the third verse. It says this. By faith we see the world called into existence by God's word. What we see created by what we don't see. What we see created by what we don't see. Now, I want to look at that in the New Living Translation. Listen to this. Verse 3. By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. What, what does that mean? God's voice. Right? God's words. God's dialect. God's language. His words spoke the world into existence. He speaks and he thinks and he does things a certain way and that's what you and I have to learn. But notice how it was created. By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Now, um, so, so look at that verse of Scripture in the New King James, just to kind of get a little bit different perspective of it. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So in other words, the voice of God framed the worlds. But what was framed and created was not created out of something that was seen. It was created out of something that wasn't seen. Now, I'm going to say this to you. The more you and I are moved in life by what we see, the more we're moved by what we see, the less we'll be able to believe in what God says, meaning the less we'll be able to hear the voice of God. Did you hear me? The more you and I are moved and affected by what we see, 
the less we'll be able to connect with what God is saying. And the only way to accomplish what we're talking about tonight, about knowing how to hear the voice of God, but yet being able to understand what he says. Have you ever ever gone into a crowded room and there's like 15 conversations going on? And you're trying to, you know, some people have more of an ability. I I, I mean, my my father-in-law, when he was alive, that man, he could be in the middle of five conversations at one time. I mean, and he'd know everything that was going on. I don't know how he did it. I'll go into a room like that and there's all these kind of conversations and actually even the people, I get distracted by other people's conversations, especially if people are talking loud and the person I'm actually talking to, I'm confused in what they even said. I have a hard time with, with, when there's so many, vo- so many different kinds of conversations going on. Well, I'm just telling you right now, There's that many and many, many, many more conversations and voices that are out there that are affecting our lives on a day-to-day basis. And you and I have to purpose that we're going to separate ourselves in ways where we can hear what he's trying to get over us, to us. And if I'm not framing my world with the word, coming, number one, to hear the word preached, but then doing something with what I'm hearing, if I'm not framing my world like that, then the Holy Spirit has nothing to speak to you about because you're not going to understand it. It's going to be like you're in 15 conversations and you really can't tell. You get a little of this and a little of that, but you're not really hearing what he's trying to say. And, and, and what I found, and there were times in my own personal life when my relationship with God was on the run. I was busy, I was overdone. You know, times when, when going through difficult times and you get stressed and you get frustrated or whatever. <clears throat> I, I've just, I've said to God over the last few years, Lord, I, I don't care what happens in my life, I never want to find myself ever back in that place of being so frustrated I can't hear your voice. So stressed or preoccupied with other things that I have no time to separate myself and really hear what he's saying. Because everything in life, everything that you're going to, that God has called you to do and that you desire to do in life, all of the things that you want to accomplish in life will be so much easier if you just hear from him. You take the quality time to hear from him. And you hear from him when you've framed your world. If you're not framing your world with the word, you have no ability to hear. Right? See, I, I, can, be, I can be standing in front of Dale and I can be doing this. I mean, he can read my lips maybe a little bit. Some people get really good lip readers. But but there's nothing coming out. And when you're not framing your world, God may be speaking, but you're not hearing. Because what you're paying attention to is the other 470 voices that are telling you all other kinds of things. That's why people are stressed. 
That's why people are in strife and division. That's, that, that's why people stay sick. That's why people are overwhelmed. That's why people, you know, all, all the things that happen. Listen, don't think for a second that thoughts that you have or ideas that you have that are negative ideas, don't think for a second that's just something that you thought. That's a voice. That's something talking to you. There's so many voices out there. The Bible's so clear of it. There's so many voices trying to contradict what God's trying to do in liberating us from things of the world. We live in the world, but we don't have to, we, we, we don't have to be of this world. You understand? We're of another world, another kingdom, and so is everybody else on the planet. They just don't know it. Many people think this is all there is. There's many people out there today that think that this life is all there is. This isn't all there is. This is just a pit stop to where we're going. I mean, literally, it's a pit stop for eternity. You live here to be 90, 100, 120 years old, 130 years old. I mean, if you think of eternity, how, how, how long is eternity? At, at least 10 billion, and then just add another 10 billion to it. There's no end to it. Right? There's no end. And, and, and when we start talking about 90, 100, 120, 125, you know, and 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 like the number that was just put out there, 10 billion? It's a pit stop. It's a pit stop on a Formula One race. <laughs> and right now, living in this life, what we have to learn and what we have to be adamant about is our connection with Him every day. Because to think that there are not things constantly wanting to distract you, that's what the enemy's after. The devil is after your separation from God in being able to, be, to hear his voice, but to understand what he's trying to say, and then you walking that out. He works overtime, and he's really good at it, and he's really persistent at it. Yeah. Amen? I don't know about you, but you and I, hey, we just need to be more persistent. That we're framing our world and we're giving something, we're giving the Holy Spirit something to reveal to us because we know how God thinks. We know how He does things. So, so a situation arises and you th- you, you're, you, something has happened and you're being moved by something that you see and the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Spirit is saying, I don't want you moved by that. Get your eyes off of that. Get your eyes over on me. You know, get your eyes over on what I said. That anything that you're moved by in the natural is going to hinder you from being able to hear what I'm trying to get to you. Anything. I don't care what it is. The way you feel, the way things look, the, the way other people try to tell you that it is. We can't allow ourselves to be distracted and pulled away from hearing the voice of God. Can you say amen? So, in 2 Corinthians, look there with me for a second. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 
and verse 16. He says, therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being what? It's being renewed day by day by day. Renewed to what? To how Jesus thinks the voice of God reveals the mind of Christ, the thinking of Christ, the way Jesus would do something in the earth. See, we want to we want to be we want to be emulating what Jesus did when he was on the earth. So you can read the stories about what he did, but most people that read the stories just think that's just was all about Jesus. But all of Jesus' stories and everything that he did and he operated in on the earth was for us. Amen? To give it to us. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness, but he gave authority to the sons of men and women in the earth. He created us to be that way. And so, so he said, though the natural things are perishing, things everywhere, they're perishing, but inwardly we're being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal wave of glory, while we look not at the things that are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. Everybody say temporary. temporary. But the things that are not seen are eternal. How did God frame the world? With things that you can't see. See, the temporary things that want to get the best of us and create thoughts in our mind. Listen to me. If you go home at night and you're meditating on something that someone else has done to you, meaning you're being moved by what you see or what you've heard from another individual that was created in the image of God, and you're letting that affect your life, you can't hear from God. Because your meditation is not on the things of God. So, so what do you do with what other people do? What does the Bible say? Cast every care over onto Him. But how do you do that? You do it by faith. You do it by saying, you know what? I'm not being moved by that. And actually, I'm going to pray for that person. And then I'm going to do the opposite of what I would normally do. See, a worrisome person many times is very fretful. Many times will turn to, you know, alcohol or drugs or things to, 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 so, so that it medicates them and gets their mind and emotion off of it. A lot of people turn to food and just you know, medicate themselves in food and eating those kind of things and, and, and to the point that they, they get lost in trying to find an answer in natural things to deal with natural effects that are trying to disrupt their life. People that have attitude or do things that you don't like, if you're moved by that, there's no way, I'm telling you tonight, there's no way to be able to hear from God so that you can think like God, so that you can do as God would do. Not when you're moved by natural things. See? Because he said, all these, all these afflictions, he, you, know what, you know what he calls the afflictions of life? light. He calls your afflictions light. I don't care what you've been through or gone through, he calls them light. Amen. Everybody say light. light. 
In other words, they're light, they're not heavy. Right? And they're only for a moment. That's what he says. And if you'll let them, they'll work for you in a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. But only while you look not at the things which you see, or you feel, your five physical senses, but at the things that are not seen. And what are those not seen things? The things that God has created. Has God created love? Has God created peace? Yes. Has God created joy? Yes. Has God created happiness? Yes. Has God created all the things that everybody in life is looking for? Are people looking for love? Most of the time in all the wrong places. Right? People are looking for peace. They're looking for joy. They're looking for fulfillment. And God already created those. Those are in the unseen realm. You ever been to a store to buy some peace? I'll take two bottles of that. <laughs> you, can go to the, you can go to some stores and buy some spirits. Come on, everybody laugh. <laughs> you, you, I mean, but I'm saying, you, you can't buy love. Listen, it's free. You, you can't buy joy. It's already been created. It's in the unseen realm, and you can only know what that's like by experiencing it with a relationship with God. And that relationship, listen, step by step, that relationship comes when you begin to frame your own personal world, not trying to frame a world in the midst of the world. I'm talking about framing the world of your life with the Word of God because I can't frame Dale's life. He can't frame mine. We have to hear the same Word and do something with it. That's why one person can hear the Word and do something with it and meditate on it and, and frame their world with it and it'll work for them. And, and another person can hear the same word and it won't work for them. Because you have to purpose to frame your world with that word. And when I do, then I'm able to tap into these hidden secret places that only come from a relationship with God. They don't come any other way. You cannot find the peace of God any other way. There's no way to be liberated from stress and strife and jealousy and frustration and anger and fear and all the things that are in the world. There's no way to be delivered of those things. When I'm framing my world with ideas and thoughts and the influence of the devil through other people that have not framed their world with the Word of God, it doesn't work. I've been at this for 40 years, and I can testify to you, it doesn't work. Hmm? Anybody like to read novels? I do. But I can't read too many of them. I mean, I've got, I've got a couple of shelves at my house with, you know, I don't know, 25, 30 maybe novels that are up there. I think something like that that I've read. And, and I, I, I like that. And I could read one all the time. But I can't do that. I can't do it. And when I remind myself I can't do it, it's not like, oh, I just want to do it, but I can't. No. I can't do that. Because I can't frame my world with information 
that is not building me and causing me to know who I am. But when I know who I am, I can read a novel and I can get things out of it, but I set it aside and that's it. See, there's part of your soul that needs something like that, but you can't have a diet of that. Hmm? You can eat ice cream every once in a while, but you can't have a diet of that. It's not healthy. It's not good for you. It's just, I mean, I, I just use that as an example. And there's a lot of things that aren't good for you. You can, you, can, you can have something, you know, to treat yourself or whatever at different times, but you can't ha- make a diet of certain things. It's not good for your body. God created your body to, to not deal with those kind of things. And it's the same way with what we hear. Yeah. We weren't created to frame our world with, neg- with negativity. We were created to frame our world with the Word of God. That's what He created us to do. Can you say amen to that? Um, so look at John 10 and I'm going to end with this we, we looked at this two weeks ago but I want to I want to read part of this with a couple thoughts and ideas here John 10 and verse 1, and I'm going to read it, um, I'm going to read it out of the Message Bible. I like to read the Message Bible because it talks like me. I'm not a very Elizabethan. Let me set this before you, verse 1. Let me set this before you as plainly as I can. If a person climbs over or through the fence of a sheep pen, instead of going through the gate, you know he's up to no good. Why wouldn't he just use the gate? Well, if the gate had a a lock on it, he didn't have a key, then he's going to have to go up and over and through, right? And, And he says he's a sheep rustler. The shepherd walks up to the gate, flips the latch. The gatekeeper opens the gate to him, and the sheep recognize his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. Everybody say, his voice. They know his voice. When he gets them all out, he leads them, and they follow Because they're familiar with his voice. They won't follow a stranger's voice, but will scatter because they aren't used to the sound of it. But who is that? That's those that know his voice. Okay? So, at gates of the city, how do you know his voice? I'm I'm, I'm not asking for an answer. I'm going to tell you how. At gates of the city, this is how you know his voice. Number one, you have to believe in the word that you preach. I mean, the word that is preached. You have to believe in the word that is preached here. Because faith and confidence in a relationship with God comes first and foremost by hearing and hearing by the word. Does it stop there? Absolutely not. 
You have to believe in, and, and in seven different places, at, there's actually more, but I, I know of seven in my mind. I'm not going to give them all to you. But in seven different places in the Scripture, it talks about the benefit of believing in who has preached the Word to you. The Apostle Paul made that comment in most situations. Believing in the person that preaches the Word to you. Number two, that's vital in 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 knowing the voice of God, the voice of the Good Shepherd, is that what you're hearing, you're doing something with. In other words, you're taking a message like this that only has three passages of Scripture, and you're taking them home, and you're finding time during the week to read those three passages of Scripture. Because if you don't read those scriptures, they won't come out to you. They won't become revelation. I, I'm, I'm adding things to the scriptures based on what I believe God is saying is truth. You have to hear what I'm saying, taking notes and writing things down or going back and listening to the message again. But you have to believe in, that what I said was absolutely true. That the way I've paraphrased things in the scripture are absolutely truth. But you'll never do that if you don't go back and at least read through the scriptures and let the Holy Spirit reveal something to you. In verse 6 of this passage, Jesus says this. Jesus told this simple story. He just said it in those first five verses. But they had no idea what he was talking about. So he tried it again. I'll be explicit. I'm the gate for the sheep. All those others are up to no good. They're sheep stealers, every one of them. But the sheep didn't listen to them. I'm the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pasture in their life. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than ever dreamed of. Verse 11, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd puts the sheep before himself sacrifices himself if necessary a hired man is not a real shepherd the sheep mean nothing to him he sees a wolf come and notice he talks about a hired man and a, and a thief and then he talks about a wolf the sheep mean nothing to him he sees a wolf come and he runs for it leaving the sheep to be ravaged and scattered by the wolf. Now, there's a lot said there, and there's several different directions that that passage of Scripture can take you, but tonight I'm just taking you in this direction. Just some seed for thought in your life. The voice of the Good Shepherd is the voice of the revealed Word 
that has come to you because you've done something with what you've heard preached. That's the voice of the good shepherd. That's the gate. There's all kinds of people, and I'm not, I'm not comparing our church with any other church. Not, I, absolutely, there's great churches everywhere. Everywhere in the city, everywhere in the state, this nation, around the world, there's great churches, congregations of people everywhere. Can everybody say there's great churches everywhere. Great churches okay, everywhere. everywhere. But what has to happen when you are a part of a place is you have to come to that place and you have to be challenged. And when you're challenged, you have to take the word that you hear and let that word frame your life and mold you into the person God created you to be. Because without the word, without the word, you'll find yourself listening to people that are hopping fences and going through fences. You'll find yourself paying attention to people that have a lot of really good ideas, but very few God ideas. You'll hear people that really don't have your best interest at heart, they really don't have your back, because when a person's about themselves, they can't be about other people. You have to get rid of things in your life to be about other people to where you could be going through the worst time and season of your life, nobody knows it, and you're living your life to give and invest in others. At Gates of the City, we've always been about that and will always continue to be about it. I didn't say other people aren't. I'm just saying. What you have to decide on, what you have to be convinced of, is what is being delivered to you is because it's not trying to get something from you, it's trying to get something to you. In this place, we're trying to get something to you to frame your world and to cause your life to rise up and take the authority and be the person God created you to be in the earth. Because remember, if the church quits, there's no hope for the world. The only hope for the world is Christ revealed in you and I. Amen? Don't misunderstand that. I've already told you once, I'll say it again just so you don't misunderstand that. The hope of the world is God's plan. And God's plan was he did his part, and now we're to do our part connected to him. He's the head, but we're the body. you never seen a head. you never seen a head do what a hand does. Right? Ever. And if the head says, I don't need the hand, he's a fool. But that's not him. He's stepping back. Listen, we're talking about the God that created it all that could do anything he wants to do. And maybe he just, you know, you know what? I'm tired of this. It's gone on too long. It's been over 2,000 years. I'm just going to annihilate all of them. We're going to start over. No. He can't do that because he'd go against his word. Whenever this thing is over, then we don't have any idea what his next plan is. Right? All we have is this and the plan for now and that's all we need to know and if we'll just spend our time getting to know the plan getting to know him connected to him be who we are we're not hirelings we're not here you know none of us in this place are hirelings we're in this thing to advance the kingdom Hmm? i heard i heard uh, somebody say the other day that we're what was it what was that that i heard walk walking supply houses because 
Everything you'll ever need is in his kingdom, and his kingdom's in us. And that's what we are. We're walking supply houses for humanity. And when you see yourself that way, there's no end. Listen, what we've broken this all down to tonight as I end is when you know not only how to hear the voice of God, but you understand the voice of God for your life, there's no end to what can be accomplished in you because the voice of God is revealing the mind of Christ, the way Christ thinks, the way Jesus operates, the way he does things, and everything he does advances and prospers and accomplishes what it was sent out to accomplish. And that's the life we were created to live. Amen? The voice of God is revealing things to us today, the likes of we've never seen. And I just, I just encourage you, I encourage you every day to ask God, Lord, show me how to silence the voices in my head that are talking me out of the things you want me to do in life. God, show me. Reveal to me. I promise you, you pray prayers like that, he'll answer those prayers in ways you never thought possible. But you and I, our part is to actively be busy framing our world with the way God thinks and operates and he does in the earth. Can you say amen?